Thank you for joining us. We are your hosts, Maxim Shalopa and David Tooney. We welcome you to this week's episode of the Share Chair Podcast, where we tell stories and learn from listening. Back to the Shared Chair podcast and giving a listen. Today we're going to have an episode from Fruitport High School. I'm uh, your host today, Mr. Greg Kobolak, and today we have a student, Ian Hragers. Am I saying that right? Yes. Great. So, uh, Ian, thanks for volunteering to uh, to be part of this, and uh, we've never met before, so it's kind of fun and exciting to uh, to try something new. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, my name is Ian, and I really love this school. I really, really like um, most of the teachers, and we, it's just a really nice school. I Well, that's great to hear, because, you know, we, you know, as a teacher here, we want students to like their schools, and that's not always the case, I think. So, what, uh, what grade are you in? I am in ninth grade. And so you're just finishing your first semester of high school. Final exams are next week here. And I don't know if this will be published final exam week or after. But, uh, uh, yeah, are you nervous for final exams? I am very nervous. Are you really? I've I've had two exams because I took two high school courses Back in, like, middle school? Okay. Um, But this is the first time I'm taking six in three days. And with the other ones, I had two hours instead of one and a half. So this is going to be a challenge. Well, I hope that this turns out to be true, that it should be a little bit challenging. But the teachers also realize things and should have expectations that are appropriate, that you'll have challenge and success both. And uh, I hear you're a pretty good student. Is that true? You got good marks? Yeah. Um, I've only been sent down to the principal's office twice. That was in elementary and fourth grade. We don't talk about fourth grade. (laughs) So, but uh, you find learning, uh, you get good marks on your scores and stuff like that. So you said that you like most, what's, give me a, give a couple of shout outs. Who are some of your teachers? You really enjoy their classes. I really enjoy Mr. Boxer's um, honors English class. Mm -hmm. He's different. (laughs) He's funny um and i really like how professional it is in there not very many people interrupt or anything so i I just like it we get a lot of group discussions a lot more volunteers than in normal classes so uh so you're enjoying the honors i imagine some of what you're talking about is pretty unique to the honors you know, yeah. of course. And so, well, I'm glad we offer that for students that would enjoy and thrive in that. So good. What about, uh, what about your family? Like, do you have any siblings or do you want to say anything about your family before we dive deeper? I do have a sibling. Um, my sibling is named Maya. She's, she's definitely a teenage girl. <laughs> she, she older or younger? Uh, she's 19 months younger than me. So we are really close in age. And is that good? Do you get along or is that like you have conflict sometimes because you're so... We definitely have a lot of conflicts. We have two very different personalities. We were even born in two very different um, seasons. Um, and she she likes to live in her sh- shell room. Like private kind of thing yeah. you talk about? Okay. And then me, I'm a very, very open book. It's Sometimes I'm a little too open. (laughs) 
Well, that's impressive that uh, you seem to be self-aware at, uh, at a younger age. So, well, I, I hope that, uh, would it be fair, like I hope you and your sister still sisterly love each other and stuff, even though uh, sometimes there's conflict, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, well, let's uh, well let's kind of uh, dive right in to the main part of your story that we have. So the Share Share podcast started. We're like we thought if we uh, hear each other's stories that we can grow and learn and be better people and more empathetic. And you have a pretty unique story that I'll let you say, but it involves like a scary word of cancer with a childhood right yeah. and so do you mind just telling us a little bit uh, about uh, about that maybe you could even start in order like you know what happened first or you know so well what happened first was we discovered the lump or the lump happened because i fell off my parents railing of their bed onto um their dresser when I was about five or six in kindergarten, probably midway through, um, I didn't apparently feel too hurt. Um, I was apparently thinking I felt fine. Um, and I had a goose egg. But for the next couple months, I still had it and it had grown. Um, I, and I'm sorry, where on the body was this? It was it, on it, my head. On your head. And you were in kindergarten, did you say? Yes. And okay, so then this is concerning, right? A lump that didn't go away. And uh, so did you had to see a doctor or something? We saw the doctor many times. Okay. Um, just the pediatrician, family doctor first, right? Um, and at school, my school was poor. <laughs> they had no walls. What? You went to a school with no walls? They had the exterior walls, the office walls, and that's it. We were all separated with, um, like, bookcases. Oh, yeah, that used to be a a popular architecture. Shetler Elementary School used to have that, or maybe they still do, but it's kind of like semi-open, right? Yeah. Now, Now, but you went to school in a different state, I think you told me. Where was that again? I was in Florida. Florida. Um, really close to Tampa. Tampa Our okay. school was in the middle of a cord field. Um, and it was, it was probably about the size of this school. Well, more like elementary. Mm-hmm. Um, because they picked up kids from my... Neighborhood? Subdivision? Yeah, subdivision, okay. yes. Um, but it, overall, it was a good childhood. Um and when I went to school a couple of days, um, it wasn't like this section had kindergarten, this section had first grade, and this section had second grade. The kindergarten classes were all in the corners, and then surrounding them were the second and first grade classes. So I had to walk through a first grade class to get to mine, and I was friends with all the teachers. I had always surrounded myself with more adults than I did children. Um, I thought that some kids were just immature, (laughs) a little annoying. Um, I actually didn't even allow myself to watch SpongeBob because I didn't get anything from it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, SpongeBob was too childish for Ian. <laughs> I would watch so much PBS Kids. Um, so, so uh, maybe maybe you're about to transition, but let me. So you're talking about your school and, and relationships, kids, adults, and then is this connected to the cancer story? Like, is um, this is this uh, coming? It helped me get through cancer. Okay. Um, watching movies, primarily musicals, with my mom. Um, Disney. Those were always my favorite, Little Mermaid. <laughs> um, and. But what about what about your schooling? You were talking about like yes. the setup of the school. Maybe I interrupted your thoughts, so oh, maybe okay. I'll bring it back on track to that if you don't mind. Um, my the class that I had to go through was I think a second grade teacher, mm-hmm. and she had noticed my lump because I had really short hair at the time, um, and she had like come up to me and like, are you okay? Um, And I said, yeah, it's been like that. And my kindergarten teacher knew about it. And I think the other second grade teacher across from the other one knew about it. Um, So it it was just kind of there. We were just expecting it to just disappear eventually. Um, And my my, um, family doctor um, just kept saying, it's fine. If it keeps growing, we'll, we'll get it biopsied, right? Um, so eventually it was the size of a large lighter. We measured it like that because my parents smoked at the time. Um, and we went to the, I, th- I think I got a CAT scan or was it an MRI? Anyway, big sheen go burr. Um, <laughs> And they, I think, also got a blood sample. Um, and it turns out I got leukemia, luckily. Wait, why do you say lucky? Because it was on my head, and it could have easily probably transferred to my brain, and I could have probably gotten brain cancer if we hadn't found it early. Um, I think I was still in stage one. And... So through the blood test and the other imaging test, they diagnosed you with leukemia, which is a type of cancer. Yes. And uh, you said, luckily, is that because leukemia is like one of the cancers that's a little more treatable? Or you're just lucky that it was on a part of your head that wasn't your brain? Yes, that too. Um, And I got really lucky with it not technically being in my bone. Um, Most leukemia patients have it in their bone marrow, um, meaning they'd have to get a bone marrow transplant and a whole mess of surgeries, right? Me, I had to get one just on my head, just remove it. Um, And then I had a port instead of, I think there's another option where they put it through your stomach or something. So you're talking about treatment. So one of the treatments was you had surgery to have, right, a cancerous tumor removed yes. from your head and uh and then you also had a port where what do they do is that like they had injected chemicals like a chemotherapy yeah. kind of thing i don't think i ever had radiation therapy okay. though um but definitely a lot of chemo so in first grade i guess i sort of skipped it but at the same time i still had it i was what do you mean you skipped it? You skipped school? 
Yeah, sort of. I only had were... one day of school for about an hour. Um, because you were busy fighting this yeah. disease. And that's exhausting on a body. And children are, I'm going to say it, disgusting. Like, in elementary school, they just have so many diseases. With oh. me having to, you know, You were reduce prone my... to getting other yeah. kind of illness you wanted to avoid. And first graders don't wash their hands as good. And things. <laughs> yes. and no personal bubbles. I can, I'm following your thought there now. Person. So. Well, uh, well, tell us a little bit more about what the uh, treatment and the, uh, you know, the process and the recovery, like how hard was it? Did, you know, sometimes people like lose their hair or sometimes they're very sick, like anything worth sharing with the? So I do have a few stories and one of them is I actually had to stay in the hospital for, I want to say like a week, almost two, because... Um, I had blisters in my mouth and all over my lips, um, because of the chemo. It's apparently a pretty common thing. The side effects. Yeah. Was it painful? Yes. And then the medicine that they gave me, of course, with my luck, I was allergic to. Oh, no. So, during having blisters to the point where my mom describes it as me looking as a zombie, I was also having an allergic reaction. And they were pumping it through an IV, so that really doesn't help. So, they had to put me in an oat bath. Um, Wait, an oat bath? Like a bath of oats? Is that what an oath bat is? Sort of. I, I like can't entirely remember it, <laughs> to I'm picturing be you like in a bath of oatmeal. Yeah, That's pretty what, much. <laughs> and that um, helped with the allergic reaction part, or you don't remember? It might have been helping with my, yeah, allergic reaction. I think that's what it was trying to do. And then they had to put me on a different medicine, in which case I still had to fight it for a while. And then the bags that you see with people that have an IV, the clear bags, not water. It's a nutrient thing that they put into your blood to, you know, where you don't have to eat to get nutrients. Well, you do have to eat to be put out of the hospital because they have to know that you can somewhat digest something. Yeah, you have to be able to get nutrients, not from the nurse. Yeah. Right? You know that? Yeah. So one night, because my mom, she got really skinny, like really unhealthy skinny, though, because when I didn't eat, she didn't eat. Um, so she, for that week, she probably didn't eat for like two days. Um, eventually she said, dude, I got to go home, take a shower because on those freaking hospital stays, she didn't, wasn't able to shower. So she went home, showered. My dad came over, spent time with me. He worked a lot. Um, and she, when she got back one of the weeks, she forced me to have some sour cream. (laughs) So that we could finally just get out. 
um, me and my grandma that we were talking to over a um, video call. We both ate a little bit of sour cream <laughs> together. Later that night, I did throw up, but the next day I was released. So, I mean, throwing up and released, win-win. Um, another, and I think that was the time that I missed Halloween. Halloween is great. It's my favorite season. Um, and... Well, let me let me try to uh, you know kind of take the the conversation this way. How long was your cancer uh, you know treatment and struggles and stuff like? You said you started in first grade, or yeah. did you start in kindergarten? I technically started in the summer before first grade. Okay, so as first grade starting in the summer first, and then at some point you were like. Uh, you know, done or healed or recovered. I'm not sure what the right term is. So what, like, give us a timeline. How long did that take? Well, I did get to go back to school my second grade year. Okay. Um, I got to show everybody my cool port. <laughs> That's fun. Um, and then summer of, not summer, when third grade starts, it's before Michigan. So I was in third grade for like a week or two until we moved to Michigan. Uh, my mom said it was we were just gonna go visit Mimi, which is my great was my great grandma. Um, we were gonna go visit her. We'll just stay for a week. We stayed a little longer than a week, um, <laughs> as you can tell. Uh, so you, you can't, wait, did, was, were your parents planning to come to Michigan and stay and they were like being a little devious and not telling you or mm -hmm. like you came planning to stay a week and it just like accidentally, like they had to adjust the plans for some good reason. <laughs> so I was having a sleepover with, um, my friends, me and my sister, because at that time we both had the same friends, mm -hmm. um, at my daycare's. I guess you could say boss. Um, we called her Miss Tammy. This is in Florida? Or? Yes. Okay. Um, and that night, my parents had a big argument. So my mom wrangled us up, um, got us a flight to Michigan, and we moved. Without dad? Yes. Oh, well, that was a surprise part of the story I wasn't expecting, so... Uh, so, and that happened in third grade. Were you done with your cancer treatments by then? We, at that time, we, I needed another about two years. Oh, it's that long of a journey. It was second grade, third grade, fourth grade. And so you found some local doctors to continue we the to treatment? Or did you go back and forth to Florida for treatment? Oh, no, that'd be really expensive. Okay, well, I, sorry for my <laughs> no, silly question. You're <laughs> fine. Um... We went to uh, DeVos. Yeah, DeVos Children's Hospital. Great. We love it um, because I still have to go for um, checkups now once a year because I've been in remission for four years, um, almost right. five. And when I get to my fifth year, um, I get to go to this little meeting where they tell you, you know, you had cancer and the treatments sometimes do some things to you. We're going to tell you all about it. So next year in around August, I get to go to that 
Um, well, do in general, do you feel good and healthy right now, like today? Yeah. But so this meeting is that like, hey, sometimes there's some ripple effects down the line that you need to be, you know, aware of as you grow and, you know, uh, you know, puberty and bodies and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Adults are different than kids kind of stuff. So, well, uh, if I can, because I, you know, I want to be conscious of our time together here. So could you tell me what was it like when you first heard the news that you had cancer? Were you old enough to remember and process it? Because I imagine it's dramatic for most people, right? So to be honest, when I was, you know, six, I heard about cancer didn't know what it was. Leukemia didn't mean anything yeah, to you when like, it was told. So, yeah. Okay. I'll go take some antibiotics then. Fine. <laughs> give me, a, give me a, I'll drink some juice. Give me some pills. Yeah. yeah. yeah it doesn't um, work that way. Huh? And, and then, uh, well, let me ask you this too. So, and maybe the answer of the fact that you said mom and you and sister moved to Michigan. So, was the whole process hard on on your on your parents like were they tired and the i imagine they love you and the stress of a child that's in pain and in the hospital i mean yeah it was i mean was i mean do they ever talk about how hard it was on them as an individual or your family altogether oh definitely yes the financial struggle of it was we had to have so many um fundraisers for it um I to actually, pay for like the treatments and the cost of the medical treatments wow well we sold shirts um with the that were orange because leukemia's ribbon is orange and we sprayed black um spray yeah um to make the, the ribbon and my name ian's battle um, and there's like a rallying point for your community and yeah. your school. Good. And we do that all the time, right? It's happened at most school. And by some coincidence, I'm wearing a shirt for that too. Uh, we had a beloved teacher and principal in Fruitport, uh, uh, last name Stahl, and uh, she battled cancer. And uh, I'm wearing my pink all for Stahl, Fruitport Trojans uh, support t-shirt today. So that's a fun co coincidence because uh, I didn't even, uh, like I said, the interview kind of came together last minute. Yeah. for us so yeah that's great what um what about the fact that you moved in the middle of this i imagine a new school was really tough to you can you take a minute to to talk about the transition to a new school and the uniqueness of of that being hard but also you know trying to survive cancer <laughs> in third grade it was a little difficult not having any pre-made friends. Um, I did make a friend that w lived really close to me. We actually rode the same bus. I actually had to walk down to his um, house to get on the bus. Um, and we both had have some, he has um, some major medical issues um i mean takes one to know one <laughs> no when you have something in common connections are made right yeah um his imagination is still really should just be a fiction author when he's an adult man like so so uh, uh so was third grade kind of lonely and fourth grade lonely 
uh, without uh, the normal friends and community you left in Florida? I was lonely for a bit, and then, you know, kids are resilient. Um, Amen. I have a very extroverted personality. Um, so, in my opinion, I wasn't, like, friends with them, but I was pretty good with acquaintances with everybody. Um, third grade was difficult because Miss Clow, my third grade teacher, which is now retired, she was very old school. <laughs> she gave a lot of homework, which I was not used to in the slightest. Um, to the point where I'm very happy that elementary schools don't have grades because I would have completely failed. <laughs> I rarely did my work. Um, so third grade was transition. I'm hearing you say, tell me if I'm right, that it was transition like socially because of some friends, but also academically there were some new expectations and, and work. And so and what, what elementary school did you go to? I actually went to Edgewood. Edgewood, good. And if you look out my window that we're in, you can see Edgewood Elementary School. So uh, great. Uh, so well, anything else about third grade? Any, uh, you know, a, a challenge or a success from third and fourth grade as you're going through things? Um, eventually my entire class found out about my cancer. I was going to ask that. So, and were they supportive? Yeah. In fourth grade, when I finally got into remission, we actually had a little celebration in my fourth grade class with Miss Dirksy. And that, that year was rough, not because of cancer, but because of my personality that year. I was not the best kid. <laughs> um... Is that when you get sent to the principal's office you mentioned earlier? <laughs> One thing that you mentioned here is that uh, that you found, and you started to bring it up earlier, but let's let's restart it. So that TV or movies really helped you get through a tough through the tough times. Can you uh, speak to how that was positive for a minute? Um, well, TV in particular, PBS Kids, um, definitely recommend if you have some way younger siblings and you don't like Coco Melon. Um, PBS Kids, I blame personally for my um, wanting of knowledge. Um, PBS Kids is just a really great platform for learning when you're a kid. <laughs> um, in particular, Wild Crafts inspired me for at least right now, I'm planning on majoring in biochemistry and minoring mm -hmm. in biology. Awesome. Because I just love the study of animals. I love chemistry, too. Um, and I, I think it's just the best of both worlds. And it came from the kids' show uh, Wild Kratts which I, I know a little bit about, but there's always an you know, animal of, you know, and uh, focus and stuff. So great. Any, was there anything else besides that show that, uh, or, or, or maybe you could say, how did that help you? Like what was, what was great about it? I think the great thing about it was it was entertaining. So it'd get my mind off of everything. Ah, key. I love it. And, and it helped you learn. So like, you know, growing that, wrinkling that brain actually um and another show that 
um, helped me was when I was way younger, it was Super Y. Um, it was this show about kids reading books, um, cartoon. It was a f- fun show. Um, and Word Girl. <laughs> yeah, I know all those shows. My kids are about your age. So, uh, yeah, I watch those shows too, but you connected with them. So, yeah. that's great. Well, I think the most powerful part that I took away from you sharing is that it, it offered something different to think about, a distraction from things that could probably linger negatively in your head, right, in your mind that, oh, no, I got to go back to the doctor or, you know, I don't feel good after chemotherapy or whatever the, you know, the, the uh, you know, symptoms specific for you are. So, what, uh, well, let me transition here because our time is kind of running out here to talk about now. So what percentage of your classmates do you think know your history? Like, does everybody know that, oh, yeah, um, Ian struggled with cancer when there was, or do only a, a little bit know? Like, do, do you have a, uh, an idea of that? So I do know that everybody in my third and fourth grade classes should know. Yeah. Unless they forgot, which, I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> and the people that I do tell, like some of my friends that I made in sixth grade, mm-hmm. because that's when I made almost all of my friends. So transition to middle school is good for you in terms oh, of friendships. Yes. And of course you told your friends this important part of your story. Um, and some of them, they were honest. Like, I think it was just a couple weeks ago, um, we were talking and they thought that I was um, lying oh. when I first told them. <laughs> so sixth graders' minds were like, oh, uh, Ian's telling us maybe to do, uh, get attention or something yeah. like that or just to tell a story but they didn't believe you at first that's I'm sorry that I'm chuckling at that because that's really sad <laughs> but don't but, worry I am too. I, like, <laughs> I mean I chuckle in general at just middle school behavior so how about this maybe I can wrap up with this uh, how does the history of what you went through in elementary school affect you today like uh, is there anything positive to take from it or you know, but do you ever think about that? This could be a positive or a negative. I have no fear of sickness. I know that sounds really terrible, but after you go through cancer, like, you just feel unstoppable by illness almost. Like, maybe I feel a little too confident, but Interesting. I, I just... I get a lot of, not a lot of, but like once a year I'll get a um, sinus infection or an ear infection, especially during the summer because water gets trapped. Um, that just, okay, I'll take some antibiotics. It's fine. Yeah, it's probably all small stuff when you compare it to the big the big stuff that of cancer. So. I mean, you don't feel good, but at the same yeah. time, like... It's perspective. I'm alive. <laughs> Well, I'm glad I'm glad you're live there. So, well, let's. Uh, well, thanks for being part of this. I'm really impressed with some of the memory. Like, I don't know if I could vividly tell stories from my kindergarten or first grade experience. But, but before we say goodbye, we give all of our guests a chance to answer the same question. Uh, people have listened to you. Maybe they've connected with what you're saying, and and they wouldn't mind hearing some advice. So, you have the platform to share uh, any advice or the best advice you want. What w- what would you share to people listening? Um, advice that I would give to people that have a family member that has cancer, keep their sense of humor alive. 
that's another thing that really got me through was my sense of humor. Um, I like puns. I, I liked puns, still do. Um, I just like really witty humor um, and support them in ways of mentally, physically, um, even socially to help them get to other friends that they have to try and get convince them to go out and you know for me I'm gonna study this um this weekend and on Wednesday with my friends um and so if I can interrupt so I'm yeah. hearing you say that there's more to health and recovery than just medicine and doctor visits that support from the family and doing things and sense of humor was your number one thing was an important part of yours and you would encourage that other families going through the same thing would have that so and I would argue that uh, just to broaden the same advice that that it doesn't have to just be advice for someone with a family member struggling with cancer that you know, fun and sense of humor can apply to all of our families and all of our relationships. So I really like that advice. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, well, Ian Hragers, did I say it right again? Yes. So yes, uh, thanks for being part of the Share Chair podcast and sharing your story. And I think people will be blessed and benefit for thinking, being part of it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, cheers. That's it for this week's episode of the Share Chair Podcast. Follow us at Facebook, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Twitter at The Share Chair, and be sure to listen on our Spotify and SoundCloud or on our website, thesharechairpodcast.com. This has been the Share Chair Podcast. Until next time.